Hey guys, thanks for joining us uh, for another chat on Brave Daily. It's Jason with Brave Daily and uh, our friend Matthew Lloyd hooked us up with a conversation with Trevin Wax. So I appreciate you taking the time to talk with us today, Trevin. Glad to be with you guys. Yeah, for sure. Um, before we get rolling, um, I want you to take a second and introduce you. Talk, talk through uh, the many things that keep you busy day to day. Uh, why don't you yeah, share with us? Quite a few that. things. Um, I, my, my official title at Lifeway Christian Resources is that I'm the Bible and reference publisher for B&H, which means I oversee all of the Bibles we publish and the reference materials, uh, different commentaries and things like that. Uh, I also serve as one of the editors for The Gospel Project, which is a mm -hmm. curriculum for all ages that, that takes people through the whole storyline of the Bible. Um, and then I'm, I'm a writer. I, I, my blog is hosted by the, the Gospel Coalition. Um, I have uh, a, a few books and I'm a teaching pastor at my church. And most importantly, I'm a husband to Karina and we have three kids. So that's most, me in a nutshell, I guess. Most importantly. So that's what keeps you going. That's right. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. So uh, the... I remember going down to uh, Nashville area and learning about the gospel project while I was at Lifeway um, that before we move on to some other stuff and actually talk about the CSB, which is going to be the meat of today's chat. Um, you said that's for all ages. Uh, did I see like coloring books or like children's curriculum too, alongside some like even uh, old like curriculum for maybe an older generation too? Is that what's that? How does that pan out and what's that look like? Yeah, it's, it's a, uh, it's a three-year scope and sequence. That means it's a three-year cycle where we, we go through a lot of the major stories of the Bible in chronological order. Uh, 18 months spent in the Old Testament, 18 months spent in the New Testament, and there are three different versions. There's a kid's version, an adult version, and a student version, and uh, all at different levels going through those same stories. And so there's the, the possibility of their, their being able to... Uh, um, uh, to, to people to, to study these stories uh, as families in their churches and be able to, to, to talk about them when they're, when they're together. And so we, we've been really pleased by the response. Yeah. And I think that's cool. I didn't even know that that was a part of B&H and I didn't know, I don't know. I just kind of, that just went under the radar for me. So that was something cool uh, to make sure that people have on their radars. Um, and then you said you're also a part of a podcast. So like, who do you chat with or what kind of topics do you walk through with your podcast? Yeah, we have a, um, I, so recently we've been doing a podcast called Word Matters. It's um, hosted by Brandon Smith and I, and usually we have um, different uh, like New Testament scholars or theologians or people that will sometimes join us. But what we do is we just, we walk through some of the difficult passages of scripture, those those passages that really trip people up, that can be hard in doing interpretation, or maybe you're doing pastoral work, or uh, even if you're you're just you're reading your Bible and you're curious, you know, this passage doesn't seem to make any sense, or I worry that maybe this passage seems to contradict this other passage. And so we take these difficult and contested passages of scripture and we talk through the different interpretations, usually take a side like where we are, and then talk about how we would preach or teach that passage. And uh, generally, you know, 15, 20 minutes, they're not really long, but they're just uh, there to be, you know, helpful uh, walk through difficult passages of the Bible. Does, uh, does one of them pop to mind as an example? Um, I mean, we've done, I think we're like over 30 now I, overall, but I, I mean, like, you know, why, why does Jesus, for example, 
uh, say that he came only for Israel, right, and and not for the rest of the world? Or why do you know why? What what are the Nephilim in Genesis six? You know those uh, strange creatures that are mentioned there. What exactly is that referring to? You know what do you, what does it mean to um, uh, when Jesus says, "Be perfect as your heavenly Father is perfect"? What exactly is he asking? there you know a lot of interpretation you know what what is the thorn in the flesh that paul uh talks about um so these are different passages that have a lot of contested interpretations um and we 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 talk through them and kind of give some of the kind of give the lay of the land and then usually talk about how we would preach or teach them i love it i love it and uh i got to meet brandon brandon's he's sharp i love it and he's so like down to earth and um so i imagine it's fun conversation i've got to tune into that um so you had a, a, um, a new release recently of the CSB, is that right? So what, why don't you tell us a little bit about that before we get into actually answering some questions around that, the CSB, 2007? Yeah, the um, CSB is the Christian Standard Bible. It is a, um, a translation that we're now introducing. It is a significant revision of what was the HCSB, the Holman Christian Standard Bible, um, what that, that Bible had been commissioned and had been worked on and translated in the late nineties, early two thousands. And, uh, what the translation committee, we had a translation committee from, with scholars from different denominations, different continents where English is spoken, different backgrounds came together and they went through verse by verse, the HCSV asking the question, is this as accurate as possible and also as readable as possible? Because those two values were what uh, drove the translation committee back in the 90s and early 2000s. And they really wanted to hone those values for, for uh, the, this, this significant revision. And so mm-hmm. we dropped the H off because it's kind of unusual to have a publisher's name as part of a translation title. And, which, and it's, we're introducing it now as the Christian Standard Bible and uh, very excited by, by the initial response. Cool. Um, I love it. So people are jumping on board. They're totally pumped about it. Sometimes that's not yeah, the case. You, you know, I mean, people, people ask a lot of times, they'll be like, what is the best translation? And my response to, always to that is, okay, for what? Mm-hmm. Because, you know, we're, we're blessed with a, a variety of different translations, multiple translations right now in, in the United States and in North America and in other parts of the world and where English is spoken. And so, the, the real question we have to ask is, uh, what are we looking for when we go to a particular translation? And there are different translations that serve different purposes really well. Some that are very formal, very literal, word for word. You know, even if it is clunky and difficult to understand in English, doesn't really matter. The the formality of it is the intent. It's to be as word for word as possible in What's English. And you have other translations that their their real emphasis is on readability, clarity, contemporary English. And uh, at times they may leave some of that, that anchor of the word for word because they're, they're you know, adding some flourishes here and there, maybe delving into occasional interpretation, not just translation. Yeah. Um, and so that, that's on, on the other side. And what I'm excited about with the CSP is to say, uh, this is a translation that um, really believes you can have the best of both of those two translation philosophies that it can be essentially word for word whenever possible, but also ensuring clarity and readability in contemporary English so that it's, it's, a, it's a good primary text. Uh, if you're gonna use it as a pastor or as a church leader, like you know, I, this is accurate. I can preach from it, I can teach from it. This is also readable. I can share it 
with people who, who may not have a lot of familiarity with the Bible. Mm-hmm. So I was taught in a seminary and many others have been, have heard similar things. Um, when you're going to a passage to understand it, you know, you have these people that did, this is the translation you're supposed to use. Um, but uh, we were taught, we were instructed to have multiple translations laying side by side in order to hear maybe even different interpretations or translations of something so that you're not just looking, we're trying to read into the text, right? Isogetically. So uh, this would be one of those translations to add alongside the others. I would, I would hear is what I hear you saying. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, I, I consult multiple translations when I'm doing my, my uh, sermon preparation and, and stuff, because I, I mean, I think it's important to, to be able to get a variety of translations because, you know, we, we all know that, language um, um, can be translated in different ways. Um, what, what, I, what I appreciate about the CSB is that um, no matter how many translations I consult when I'm doing my study, when I'm preaching, this is one that I know is solid and trustworthy, but at the same time, everyone can understand me. I can pass this out even to my kids and they're gonna know, they're gonna be able to understand what, what they're reading. And so that that's really what excites me about it is that I think it, it's going to serve a, a good purpose as a, a a strong primary text that people are going to going to use. Mm-hmm. Uh, you talked to the, the philosophy kind of of the translation and in how practical it is. Even um, it, I was kind of wondering about the the board or the all the people who oversee it because from what I understand, it's it's different voices, different traditions coming together, um, and then. Is that difficult? Was that was that like were you fighting over different tra- different translations of different verses, or was it fun and like enlightening? Um, tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, you know, I came into that um, into this role as Bible and Reference Publisher at the very tail end of most of those conversations, and so I was never in the room with all the translation committee when they were doing their work. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I have been on quite a few emails where where you know they were hashing out a few final things before the the text, but. Um, a, a couple of things to mention from what I, I know f- from the translation committee, getting to know them and then hearing the stories about that is that, yeah, there was significant back and forth on certain translation decisions, as you would expect when you have Lutherans and Anglicans and Presbyterians and Baptists and non-denomination. I mean, all these people in a room, right? But the the beauty of that is um, when, when you're doing a Bible translation, you realize you are stewarding God's word, which is God's word for uh, the the whole church, not just one particular denomination. And so having those other voices uh, helps to check some of the biases that you might have and not even realize it. So uh, some people I think would look at a Bible translation and say, well, why don't we just get people in the room and, that know the language and they just translate apart from any bias? Mm-hmm. Well, that is impossible. In fact, I would say the most biased person in the room is the one that thinks they don't have any biases, Right. Uh, the 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 point of having those different denominations and those different voices there is uh, to to really to allow your own uh, biases to be challenged, and so that you can you can really uh, work through to something that is going to serve as many Christians as possible. That's that's the the beauty of having that that translation uh, committee together. And you know they take this really seriously. I, I've heard Michael Card. Uh, Michael Card is the singer songwriter is our stylist for the the CSB, which means he comes in and and is asking questions like, you know, what, what's the voice of Mark? You know, how is that different than the voice of John or how things like that? And, and he talks about how there was a, a one meeting with the translation committee where 
uh, in discussing what the translation choices that, that a, a couple of the members were 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 weeping as they were considering the stewardship of of what they were doing and just the, the enormity and the weight of it and the the beauty of you know these men and women together um, seeking to translate the scriptures faithfully um, taking this so seriously understanding just the the gravity of Bible translation is is one of the beautiful things that that I think um, shows up in the the spirit of the translation itself. Yeah, that's interesting. I mean, I feel like someone goes to scripture and they don't realize the process uh, that's behind it all, that it's just, it's not just like someone sat down and wrote this stuff, but you're, you're just like exhausting yourself over, over it. And the people that are doing it, especially um, these, these scriptures that we see every day, the NIV, the ESV, the CSB now, um, they're, they're pouring themselves over it and they're, they're doing the work of God and they're, you know, it's just, that's something that I, that I forget. And I think that a lot of other people forget. And if you go to scripture and you open it up um, and you're looking at these words, it's not just randomly chosen slash just translated directly from something else. It's like, there's so much work and prayer that goes into it. Um, Yeah. I mean, every translation choice is really poured over and really analyzed and discussed and examined. And I, you know, I have great respect for other translations as well because I know I know the kind of process now that goes into them. And so, you know, in every translation, including CSB, people are going to find something where they might, you know, you might think, oh, I, I really wish this had been rendered this way, you know, or this other way. Or I really appreciate this translation here, this translation there, that kind of thing. Um, and and I, I would just, I encourage people um, to to be careful, especially pastors when you're, when you're uh, preaching and maybe, you know, the translation you, you preach from does something that, you, you might not, ne- you wouldn't necessarily have done in translation. Uh, make sure th- that when you offer a different rendering or something, that you're doing it in a way that is really affirming the choice of the translation that you may disagree with or that you think could be better without somehow undermining or, um, you know, accusing the translation committee of like intentionally getting something that, that you disagree with or that, you know, that kind of a thing. I, it's important for, for us to realize just the the stewardship that that translators take when they when they um, embark upon this journey of translating the Bible. Yeah, I think you you t- did touch on something um, that a lot of times pastors will kind of flippantly say, "Well, when your translation says this, it actually means this," um, and and that might debunk the authority a bit in a way of scripture for the people that are listening. So that's something to keep in mind. Um, but then it's also a good segue into something else that I wanted to ask. Um, I was from a pastor's perspective, a lot of the listeners or readers of our site are Christian or spiritual leaders. Um, is this a, a translation that they could take to their congregation or if so, you know, why, why is this a great one that would be great for a church body? Yeah. I, you know, I, I think, um, pe- people have their, their preferred translations for different reasons. Um, the, the CSB, I think, is going to do well in, in congregational settings because it is highly readable. Uh, that's one of the things that I've noticed about it in comparison to a lot of other translations that I really enjoy is just how what a joy it is to read the CSB, not only personally, but also out loud. When I'm when I'm standing up, I, I preach week to week. We just finished a sermon series through Philippians. And when I'm reading Philippians out loud in the CSB, um, I I it it. It is accurate and faithful to the original and also just enjoyable 
to read, very easy to read. It, it doesn't have sort of clunky phrasing and word choices and things that would, would somehow make me stumble over the words. It's easy to read and, and, and very beautifully put together. And so I think in congregations, there's going to be a lot of, of um, uh, support for the CSB because of that, that factor, just that, that combination of accuracy and readability. But the, the readability factor, especially when scripture was meant to be read, you know, meant to be read out loud, um, is one of the reasons I think that, that uh, people are going to, uh, to gravitate toward it. Yeah, that's an interesting point. Uh, another good reminder is how oratory the whole tradition was up until. Very true. You know, until it started being printed. Um, but it needs to be heard and it needs to be read. And I think that's that's a good point. Um, so where can people learn more? And, uh, and did I see also a study Bible or did I just see kind of the text? Or did I, what else is... Uh, you did. You probably did. Um, it, 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 you, people can learn more by going to csbible.com, csbible.com. Uh, that is the uh, website where you can find all sorts of, of things about the, the Christian Standard Bible, endorsements about the, the text, and all sorts of things. Um, it, we also have the CSB Study Bible releasing in May. And so very excited about that. That's a phenomenal resource. I have one of the very first copies right here. I'll be able to, to show here. It's uh, uh, pretty, pretty big as a, as a study Bible. This is one of the, the leather versions. It's got uh, a lot of beautiful artwork and um, uh, di different colors throughout. So I just give you like a sneak peek at some of the, the, the beautiful um, layout and design and things that are involved in it. I'm really excited about seeing how people are going to respond to it. It's a great study tool um that i i think it was going to benefit a lot of people cool well i appreciate uh having the time to chat with you trevin um if there's anything else that you wanted to share before we close up um you're more than welcome to or where people can follow along with your journey or csb's journey as well uh you're welcome to share yeah i just i uh, encourage people to visit csbible.com if they want more information and um whatever translation that people use the most. I just pray that they will read it, study it, meditate on it, and live according to its truths. It's a good word. Thank you, Trevin. Thanks for taking the time to be with us. And uh, everyone, check out csbible.com to learn more. And uh, we'll have a blog posted about this soon that you're welcome to share with your friends. So take it easy. And thanks again.